0: having late night snacks. We're wearing matching hoodies. This is perhaps the most adorable start to you killed it. I'm John Shidley Hill.
1: And I am Sheldon Alexander. This I feel like is gonna be a giggly giggly. Did I really just say that? Giggly podcast? Um, a laughter filled yeah. podcast. I think that sounds a bit more mature than giggly podcast. But you know what I'm saying? The sillies are out for sure. We had a long talk before we hit record. Got a lot of stuff out, lots of stuff going on, you know, and so I think we're ready to get to the the silliness, the tomfoolery, or let's just say it straight up, the fuckery that is a challenge at times.
0: (laughs) That's right. Uh, We want to start off with replying to some tweets because, frankly, I don't know how we're going to fit them into the actual conversation about this week's episode of the challenge, Double Agents. Mm -hmm. So first of all, I want to give a shout out to Mauricio, who knows exactly what I was talking about when it comes to Chaos Comics and Lady Death. He didn't at you on okay. it, Sheldon, but I'll, uh, I'll forward you the photo over Twitter right now because I want, I want the real-time reacts from Sheldon. Oh. So I'm just I'm sending it to his Twitter account, folks, buying myself a little time. Mauricio says, there was Lady Death from Chaos Comics, but I don't remember Lady Vengeance. Keep up, keep up the good work. I'm a You Killed It fan. Best podcast for the challenge. Thank you, Mauricio. Sheldon, what do you think of Lady Death?
1: I mean, that's, that's an interesting outfit. Um, I wonder where one <laughs> shops to get an outfit like that. Like, what, what area of the department I... store is that outfit
0: in? let's just say it's not very practical for everyday wear i think that's probably the best way to that describe is, it i think that that's
1: fair. fair that is a fair assessment a very fair assessment
0: <laughs> lucas wyatt says or wants to know will we be recording podcasts for the og challenge spin-off when it airs
1: i have no idea what you're talking about what's the og challenge spin-off i don't know what that is <sighs>
0: Bless your heart, Sheldon. I don't know how you how, I don't know how you miss this, but there is going to be a spinoff of the challenge, which is just like OG people like Mark Long and Derek uh, Kay and like all the old heads like the 30s and over set.
1: Um, I have so many questions, but first off, why?
0: Mark Long uh, had, like, a Twitter oh, campaign. Oh, I do remember this
1: going around on Twitter. So, hold on. MTV actually greenlit this project?
0: Yeah, it's. I believe it's filming right now. Or they were in, like, COVID protocols to, like, get people so bubbled. So, like,
1: bananas on it? So, or no? No. Okay.
0: No, I saw a, like, potential cast list. And it's, like, yeah, it's from, like, it's got, like, I can't remember. It's certainly Mark Long and Derek. I feel like maybe Brad. I could look it up, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like that vintage, you know. Like no one. I would say it's generally going to be people, cast members that are pre-cutthroat sort of okay. as a okay. timeline. So I gotta say, my one, the what I would like to see is people who were on the challenge that went on to greater fame. So like Theo Vaughn, Christina P, The Miz, Caramo, like get those interesting, four Interesting. because they all went on to bigger things and, you know, see how they do, see if they can hang.
1: I'll, I'll have to do more of a deep dive to see how much this piques my interest in terms of, because if this is like the off season challenge in between like real challenge seasons, I don't know i'm gonna to have to see who's on the list here and see how much interest this garners or you know we'll let the people decide if the people are really interested in it we'll kind of see how that rocks as well but i don't know i can't say i'm we're fully committed as of yet depends on when it airs depends on what's going on depends on who's on the show and if you're telling me it's going to be like the bootleg champs versus stars but just with old heads like, I don't think I want to watch that.
0: Uh, m- My concern is most is, like, if they run it at the same time as a regular oh, season well,
1: definitely not.
0: of the challenge. Yeah, that would be very difficult for us. So I looked up the list. Okay. Would you like to hear sure. it? We're here. <laughs> uh, So, according to Vevmo, spoilers... Um, according to this they left on January 22nd, the working name is We Want OGs (laughs) Uh, this says no one is 100% confirmed until the cameras are rolling on location people can get dropped, decline and or become alternates but they say the girls are Anissa Arissa Hill from Las Vegas 2002 Uh, Katie Doyle, Kellyanne, Ruthie, Trishel, Ace from the Real World Paris, so that's CT season, Mm -hmm. Brad, Derek, Eric Big Easy, Mark Long, Nehemiah, Cyrus, uh, Yes Duffy from Road Rules Semester at Sea, And then some like, some that are up in the air. I mean, these are long lists, so I'm skeptical. But Beth, Casey, Coral, Gisela Delgado from Road Rules The Quest, I'm not familiar. Uh, John A., uh, Kendall Shepard, Siobhan Torres, Sophia, I don't really know her. Svetlana, Tina, Tori, so potentially Brad and Tori on the same season. Uh, Veronica, and potential guys, uh, Abram, Adam Larson from Road Rules the Quest. I was not a big Road Rules Either guy. Not. So, uh, Alton, Blair, again, from R- Road Rules the Quest, CJ, Kohada. CT, uh, Danny, uh, sorry, Danny Jameson, who's from... Real World Austin, and then Danny Roberts, who's from Real World New Orleans, Durrell Dunbar, Eric Nice from The Real World New York 1992, the original season. Yeah. Isaac Johnny Bananas, John Brennan from Real World Los Angeles, Caramo Landon, who we have not seen since Fresh Meat 2, my favorite season, MJ uh, Ryan from uh the challenge fresh meat uh steven steven hill was on real world las vegas 2002 timmy and wes
1: okay i mean i mean that that list has to be dwindled just a bit but there's a lot of names there there's a lot of that can't be the real list um yeah i mean again we'll see depends on timing depends on setup Like, is this a real challenge season in terms of them like going somewhere or is it just like, you know, we're posted up in a hotel to do challenges in a gym or whatever, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. But it's interesting. It's interesting. I can't really say that like off the premise alone, I'm not really that into it, but I could be convinced. I could be persuaded.
0: Uh Rochella Valdez says points out to us that there's a Burger King across from the Eden Center on the Young Side. I think I said that. And she... Yes, I said he did. About young Street. I'm, I'm pretty didn't. sure
1: there's one on Young Street. I think I said that. Young like downtown.
0: And she, she also said that if she won Whoppers for life, she'd go and give them to the homeless because she is a better person than either That's of a us.
1: Great, great, great idea.
0: Way better than anything you and I said last week. So hats off. And then finally, this past weekend, I watched Bad Boys 2 for the first time ever. And I tweeted that I was watching it for the first time ever. And I was excited to find out why that movie had to be two and a half hours long. And a lot of our listeners, specifically uh, Lawrence Thomas and jordan Reginado had wanted to know what i thought about it and before i before i give like a 30 second review sheldon have you ever watched bad boys oh, yeah, 2? For sure
1: if i'm not mistaken i might have seen it in theaters and if i'm not okay was it bad boys 2 i think it was so i think it was bad boys Two, and i'm only confident because i don't go to the movie theaters that often that's just not my swag right uh but bad boys 2 i remember going with a group of friends and this will only be appreciated really to people who kind of have an idea of toronto because i went to see it in a movie theater in scarborough right and so okay let's just say scarborough's a very diverse part of toronto right there's a lot of minority yep. people but there's all it's just a diverse part of the city so we go to the movie theater to watch it. And if I'm not mistaken, the preview for the movie, the preview of uh, bad boys was for, I have no idea what this movie was called, but it stars Idris Alba and Idris Alba is uh, he's like a, working in an office. And then his uh, secretary is what's her name. I want to say Ali Larder. I want to say Ali Larder, but I'm not sure, and I really want to look it up to make sure. I, I know,
0: it right. I know so, what movie you're talking about no, for sure. So the thing
1: is, they're flirting. So picture us—we're in this movie theater, and I say where it is in Scarborough because it tells you like what most of the audience is. Let's say in this in this crowd watching. The movie. <laughs> so Idris Elba and his secretary are flirting, and it's a, it's a trailer, right? So things were moving quickly. You could tell. Oh, damn, my guys, my guys getting it on with his his secretary. Okay. And then it cuts to a scene where Ali Larder is knocking on the door of Idris Alba's house. And then so the door opens and it's Beyonce. And I've never heard a movie theater all at the exact same time go, oh! because everyone's like, he's on Beyonce. What? And you're just hearing people like cussing in the audience. It was honestly the funniest shit ever Because people were so irate That Idris Alba's character Would be cheating on Beyonce with his secretary I was laughing I've never laughed so hard In a preview Like that shit would be a Chappelle show scheme But it happened in real life So yes, I did see Bad Boys 2 in a, in a roundabout way As most of my stories are on this podcast In a roundabout way Yes, I have seen Bad Boys 2
0: uh, so one thing I have to say about Bad Boys Two is, although I did not see it in theaters, I bought the soundtrack okay. when it came out because it is one of the best soundtracks of all time.
1: Okay.
0: Headlined in in my opinion by my favorite Jay Z song ever. Oh yes. La la la, excuse me again. Great. Which for those of you who want to do like a deep dive. I'm pretty sure it's the first appearance of Kanye West in a music video. Oh. He's in the background of a party scene because I Ooh. think it's a Kanye beat. It might not be, but he's certainly in the music video.
1: Interesting, I'm not sure. But that's, um, that's an interesting uh, little tidbit there.
0: But it is just a fire song. Like, go out of your way to look it up. There was... It is a killer beat. It's some of Jay Z's best. We haven't been talked
1: really about this episode of the challenge yet, but I'm going for my second tangent because the other part of that music video <laughs> is there's a part in the song where Jay Z says, um, he says, uh, "Run up on me at the light, you you can lose your life, and I'll never make a new, I'll never make the news again. My man will shoot you." So he's talking about how like he got brought up on charges for getting in a fight in a club with whoever, right? Which is a whole other story for another day. But in the video, he says, I'll never make the news again. My man will shoot you. And Beanie Siegel, like in the music video, pops in, like pushes Jay Z out of the way and points to himself saying, I'm going to (laughs) shoot (laughs) you. Which is just, like, in terms of filmmaking and content creation, just an incredible moment. Right. But. The reason I bring it up is because Beanie Siegel, I remember when he got brought up on charges, they tried to use that against him in court to say that he is a violent man and blow. And obviously like the his, his lawyer was just good enough to be like, come on, it's a music video and they're not being serious and you know, blah, 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 creative license, blah, 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 blah. But I just found that really funny because I mean, let's just say history would tell us that Beanie Siegel would do that. <laughs> But I just found it funny that they actually <laughs> used they tried to use that music video against him to show, um, that he would be prone to violence. And I don't know what that has to do I with mean, the challenge, but hey, we're here now, we're here now,
0: guys. Hold on, we're like two minutes away from talking about the challenge. My favorite lyric in that song is, and I'm the franchise like the Houston Rockets, Yao Ming, yes. Always the cracks Yao me Ming up.
1: Yao Ming blended in with Na Mean like just how he blended that in perfectly. The Yao Ming is so, it's, it's so much so to, to this day, I will be talking to people. And when I'm supposed to say, you know what I mean? I'll say Yao Ming and like <laughs> <laughs> some people will get it. it. Well, if you've known me for long enough, you'll get it. But if you're just listening, like sometimes I'll just yell it out in the newsroom at work. People are like, did you just say Yao Ming? <laughs> like never mind you you're too young you're too young
0: (laughs) that soundtrack also featured the first the debut single from the band from making the band two with all due respect to the challenge the greatest reality tv show of all time
1: it is pretty good it is really good i can't i can't deny
0: uh as as for the movie itself It did not have to be two and a half hours long. It could have easily been maybe 45 minutes. There was a a lot of filler in that movie. There were some admittedly great car chase scenes. Uh, There there was some great scenes like when Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, Mike and Marcus, excuse me, in character, uh, infiltrated the Ku Klux Klan rally as part of a drug bust. That was great. (laughs) And
1: I'm not going to say it, but it's okay.
0: Obviously. My
1: favorite line in that entire movie, when he takes, off the, he takes off the KKK garb with the guns, and Martin's like, oopsie daisy, it's the Negras. <laughs> that might be but, my favorite line from that whole movie, because it's so good. Oh.
0: The very best scene. And listeners, I beg of you, just Google... Bad Boys 2 Reggie because there's a scene where Marcus's daughter who's 15 is going on her first ever date with a young man named Reggie and Marcus and Mike decide to give him the gears and it is hilarious and by far the best scene in the movie like far and away Yeah. dare I say the best scene in the franchise
1: no it it is quite good and I, while you were talking, I did look up to make sure that it was Allie Larder was the, the actress. In Obsessed. And obsessed, yes. I did look that up to make sure that I was correct. Because if you obviously know who Allie Larder is, you understand why the <laughs> room of people watching this thing was so up in arms over cheating on Beyonce with Allie Larder. Like, it was just the funniest thing ever that I wish was a Chappelle Show skit you couldn't even write that you couldn't write it the gas
0: and then yeah and then life imitated art but we don't have to get into all of that what we should get into 18 minutes into this podcast this has to be a distracted there record is for there's someone us, Sheldon. listening
1: right now that's just like wait am i listening to the right podcast right now and there's going to be other people listening that are like actually i think this is great when you guys are just talking about nonsense so hey let us know which side of the fence y'all are on if we should just shut up and get to it every week or not either way we're gonna do whatever we want to do anyways (laughs) but it'd be funny to hear the feedback
0: what's funny is last week's episode was our briefest episode in some time because a little behind the scenes you were at work so we had to like we had to bang that out on your lunch break um And tonight, we're definitely just goofing around. Um, Do you know who else was goofing around, though? Casey, Fessy, and Josh are very impressed with themselves now that three of the four members of the Big Brother Alliance have golden skulls.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're feeling themselves. They're feeling good. And I guess they should be, right? They're in a very good position. They've been laying low for a while, right? Ever since the very beginning when Fessy... He threw in nelson ever since then he's been laying low casey is always laying low and josh is josh so i mean the fact that they were able to just get him a skull cool but i got a lot to say about josh towards the end of this so we'll we'll get there
0: yeah but they you come in both. feeling
1: themselves which is cool um amber m and Corey are definitely the cursed team and we kind of knew that but Where this episode really starts, I thought, was CT and Devin talking game about how they wanna put Josh into the elimination so someone else can get his skull. And I thought, I found that interesting because they were talking about it from the guy's perspective, but then quickly it shifts to everyone realizing this is probably a female elimination, right? Mm -hmm. But what did you make of just that whole first scene where you're getting CT and Devin kind of laying out their plans going forward.
0: I was surprised that Devin was so upfront about helping out CT. Okay. I know Devin and CT are friends. I mean, as a viewer, I'm rooting for CT. But to me, if you're Devin, the move is when it's a guy's elimination if you can make it happen you put josh in against fessy yeah like to me that's the slam dunk mm-hmm. move right like because then you're guaranteed to take someone out from big brother you're guaranteed that josh is going to have an emotional meltdown yeah. right okay. like and also again like i love ct i want as me john chidley hill as the viewer i want ct in the finals. As Devin, I would not want to see CT in the finals. Like, as much as they're friends, as much as they like each other, CT is arguably the most complete of the male players. He's certainly one of the most experienced. You do not want him in a final. He can eat anything. He has stamina. He is motivated. He is bigger and stronger and faster than Devin. And, like i no, no, no. was just going
1: to say a couple things though. I think Devin really what he's doing here is he's trying to take the heat off himself with CT. Right. Yeah. And he said that yeah, in fact. Cause like CT definitely those guys hunting for skulls still, you're either going to Devin or Josh. Right. So either one you're going yeah. at. So this is kind of the game that Devin's playing as well. And it's a, it's a game that Devin's playing, right. It's an interesting game, but not quite as interesting as the game being played Messi and Gabby. I'm so watching this go down, and I'm I'm gonna be honest, okay? I'm not normally this up front. Normally I'll I'll put in some sneak comments, you know. Shout out to Haley, shout out to Amber B.
0: <laughs> shout out to Haley. I mean?
1: all that stuff. There were times during this season of the challenge where like Gabby would be talking, and I like don't even know what she's saying. Because I'm just like <laughs> I have to catch myself. So I get where Fessy is coming from in this in this mode. But the other part that makes it and don't worry there's a there's a better compliment coming here than like she's just dope looking. The part that makes it even better to me is I like how she played this game with Fessy. Right? I like how she was playing the long game with Fessy and not just like, you know, making him work for it, right? I like that she she was making him like not cuz You could tell she's not really buying Fessy's whole game about, oh, I'm shy, oh, I'm this, oh, I'm that. The reality is she knows and he knows he just normally doesn't have to work that hard, (laughs) right? Like, let's keep it a buck. She knows it, he knows it. So she's not really buying the game. But at the same time, she was still playing her own game and seeing how long he was going to continue chasing. And he has continued chasing. And I can't say that I'm mad about him. I'm, I'm mad about him can't say that i'm mad about it for him but here's my question to you are you a little worried if you're in the big brother alliance right or if you're just someone rooting for fessy that he says he admits he doesn't care about anything other than winning but then in the same breath says he's trying to mix business and pleasure talked about how he wanted to be you know oh he wants gabby to switch partners and he wants to be partners with her but also says he wants to mix business with pleasure and that he wants to rub it in Devin's face i was like see you can't do all of those things bro you Can't. i don't i don't <laughs> think you can that's a tough that's a tough tough game to play
0: i think that if you are a member of the Big Brother Alliance, if you're a fan of the Big Brother Alliance, if you're a fan of Fessy, you know in your heart of hearts that the Big Brother Alliance isn't all about winning. If they were all about winning, they would not have Josh on their team. It's fair. And it's not like Fessy has played the most even-keeled game either so like i don't think any of this is surprising i am i have to say very sick of hearing fessy writing that i'm shy people think i'm I'm really shy people think i'm
1: cocky i'm just shy
0: i mean i already deconstructed this a a few weeks ago when he was trying to run this game on Corey. (laughs) but like come on man and like listen you're right Gabby is a very attractive young woman and you know what, Fessy is a very handsome young man. I understand why they're attracted to each other. What I don't understand is when Gabby says that talent and ability is sexy, if that's the case, why is she interested in Fessy? Because he's neither talented nor able. (laughs) What he is, is he is big and I will say he is handsome, but he's not out there crushing it on puzzles. You know, he's not exactly a rocket scientist. He is not, you know, a concert violinist. He is he is a big, sorta of dumb dude. He is the second stupidest guy in his alliance. Like he's not he's not that impressive a human being in terms of talent and ability.
1: So the part that, that's interesting to me, right, is and I'll bring this up a little later but I'm very much jaded by Fessy's game potential because of his appearance on Big Brother. And I bring this up all the time, just like I bring up Josh, just to give people who are fans of the challenge who might not be familiar with their work on Big Brother. Can't say this enough. Fessy might have been the worst Big Brother player in the history of the game. And I know that sounds like a stretch, but when I tell you that he kept winning the daily challenges, meaning he or someone in his alliance kept winning the daily challenges, right? Meaning you have the power in the house. And yet every single week, someone from his own alliance kept getting sent home, meaning you didn't have the votes, but you thought that you had the votes and you couldn't figure out who was lying to you each and every single week, even though it was so obvious for everyone else to see until one by one, people from his own alliance kept getting picked off even though he was in power and their side of the alliance was in power and this isn't just me you know hating on fessy or hating on his alliance because in one of the most real scenes him and his then girlfriend Haley, shout out to Haley, are lying in bed when they realize that one of them is going home that week and they're like we're really bad at this game aren't we (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they like, how did we not know? Like, how can we not figure out who's who's sending ourselves home? Like, how can we keep losing people when we're in power? Like, we're, we must really be bad at this game. And it's like, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> so I bring that up. And that's why I'm always coming at Fessy from a different angle, because I'm coming at it from that context. He's a horrible gameplay player, right? And so, again, throwing in Nelson super early, there's no need to do that, right? Absolutely none. So the other part of it is, We'll, we'll see it later when they're talking about numbers and Fessy's like, Oh, we got the numbers. We got numbers in our big brother Alliance. We got numbers outside our Alliance. And I'm like, where have I heard him say that before? <laughs> like, that sounds very familiar. <laughs> like I've heard Fessy say that. So I don't really know if that's true. Like it could be true, but I can't trust that for being true. So yeah, I'm interested to see how this, this Fessy, um, gabby thing plays out but i'll be honest i thought that it would have played out differently in this episode alone and it really didn't
0: yeah yeah that's a fair point i was i was a little surprised with that twist Uh,
1: i was gonna say this though something that we did see play out and i really don't want to talk about it a lot because i don't understand it but the nam and lolo thing
0: Oh, I want to talk about this a lot. Really? I am so, <laughs> so confused by it. I'm I, so sorry. I don't
1: understand what they're even arguing about. Like, it seems so stupid. And, and they're arguing back and forth about them not being on the same page. And Lolo wants a volunteer to go in. Nam doesn't want to go in. I don't even... I don't get why this is such an argument i don't get why like is this just as simple as you know it's a little kid crush that they have on each other and they don't know how to act around each other so they just diss each other like i don't i really don't understand what was going on and why they were so mad and arguing with each other
0: i don't get it every this is this is our 10th season that we have done recaps for i don't know if you appreciate real? that I didn't know that but we've We've done seven regular seasons and then three champs versus yeah. seasons. And every season, there's a certain point where I just become annoyed with everyone. And I think it's partly because they've been so isolated for so long, that they're just making like progressively stupider decisions and they make less and less sense. And some of them start to come apart at the seams mentally from the isolation, which, hey, I think after nearly a year of this pandemic, I think think we all have some sympathy for. This is the episode of Double Agents where I turn the corner and I start to get annoyed with everyone. And it really starts with this scene with Nam and Lolo. I mean, you said it. I don't even know what they're arguing about. And like they have another argument later on in the episode that we can just like combine the two for our discussion right now. I don't know what Lolo's upset about. She keeps saying that there's no communication between them, that there's miscommunication. She says in this first argument or this first discussion, it's always what Nam wants. My guy almost won the daily competition for her twice right like almost single handedly there was the one where it came down to him and Jay holding uh their partners over the edge after like pulling that rope, and he was right in there and then last week, or yeah, last week, excuse me two weeks ago when uh he MCT. got mauled by c t but he did like he's holding up his end of the bargain, and like okay, he's like a quieter dude, but that's not that bad. Like, it's amazing to see the lack of awareness of Lolo. And I put down in my notes when they were arguing later on in the episode, like, Oh yeah, this is the Lolo bullshit that we had when she was on champs versus stars. Like, this is who she is. Right. And like, again, in the second argument that they have, she talks about how she, you know, She always has a coach to mediate when there's team problems. Sheldon, you and I have played on a lot of sports teams. How often did the coach have to mediate problems between players on the teams that you've been on?
1: I mean, not often. But like, here's the thing: I don't get what are the problems that need to be mediated here. She can't even say what they are. None of it makes sense to me. It was annoying.
0: I just I want her to leave our quiet German king alone. <laughs> he just wants to wear his tight white t-shirt and suspenders like he's an extra on Sprockets. Just let him do his thing. He's going to show up. You can yell at him, he'll be quiet about it and life goes on. Like I don't that's that's one of the things. I don't understand what she wants from him in the second argument which we won't have to get into, but like and he even says this. He's like, I don't understand what you want. Like, do you want me to, like, shout back at you? Like, what? Uh, that's, I think that's so weird. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think ultimately she's just frustrated because she can't get her way into getting into the elimination. And so she just needs someone to focus her anger at. And that happens to be Nom. unfortunately for him, which isn't fair, but it's kind of just what it
0: is. Yeah she also knows that no one is going to put her into an elimination exactly. no one's gonna put her into the crater she has to win her way in but frankly she has not done well in the daily competition totally right like she hasn't she hasn't earned it like she has not been impressive at all in those so i, I will say i have
1: no time for her and if, i'm gonna sorry I completely just interrupted you as you were like i will no say. go ahead no, no, you' were no. like i will say and then I just jumped in i'm like I'm a jerk. I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> I just pulled a Lolo. I just pulled a Lolo. My bad.
0: <laughs> I will say that if she likes a teammate that yells back at her, she and Kelly Humphries are going to absolutely crush it in the bobsled for the Americans.
1: Wow. Okay. see what you did there. see what you did there.
0: It's just, a, just some bobsled hot takes. You know you're listening to a Canadian podcast. When? where
1: else are you getting bobsled bobsleigh hot takes uh reviews of the challenge reviews of bad boys 2 and obsessed while also learning more about this the city or town or the what what is what is scarborough Is scarborough a city no it's a township what is it's a, a borough? borough obviously i'm an idiot that was a, one of the dumbest things i've ever said on this podcast wow Anyways, let's move on.
0: <laughs> no comment.
1: <laughs> what is wrong with you right now? People are going to be like, yo, have you been drinking or something? Like, what's, I think I'm overtired. That's really what it is. Anyways, um, someone else who clearly wasn't thinking, much like myself, Amber B. Amber B, upset. She didn't get her skull and she's regretting her decision and she should be. But either way, let's get to the actual challenge, right? Don't want to spend time on Amber B. Who cares, right? Or we'll get no. there. So mission black sand up. Is that what this is? So there's a hundred torches yep. and there's a puzzle piece buried at every torch. And you have to search with your partner to find ten of the puzzle pieces that match the color of your helmet. And when you find those puzzle pieces, you bring them back to your spot, and then you have to build a totem. You may find another team's Totem or another team's puzzle piece, and you can either help them or bury it deeper to hurt them. Dun dun dun. Uh, I guess I'll ask, what did you make of this challenge? Did you like this challenge? Did you not like it? What did you think?
0: I I liked this challenge, and it was the sort of competition that I wish, like the Wesses, the Johnnies, the Smashleys of this world we're competing in because I thought people used really bad strategy. Like there's a lot of things where people were doing things where I'm like, why would you do that? Like off the top to me, the first thing you have to do is start in the first row and work your way forward. Like Cam and Kyle like ran all the way to the other end. The thing that I would be most worried about is, um, digging somewhere digging in the same spot exactly. twice like getting confused as to where you've been. so to me you start at the like the first row and then like be systematic about it is what I'm yeah. trying to say. the other thing is obviously and we see this have a deal with a friendly team so we see Leroy and Casey helping Josh and Nani. Uh, we see both those teams, working against Gabby and Devin, Gabby and Devin working against those team. Cam and Kyle are helping Devin and Gabby. I guess Kyle overruled Cam since Leroy is working against Devin and Gabby. Something, maybe sometimes this happens where there's like, sort of like rules that they don't explain to the viewer that they explain to the competitors. Because one thing I didn't understand is, so you find a piece and then you have to run and put it on your platform. Do you think they have to stick together? Because to me, the thing that you do is one person goes and puts it on the platform. The other person moves on to the next hole. Yeah.
1: That's one thing I thought about too that I found interesting. And maybe they did have to stay together. You're totally right. That might have been one of the things they said that they didn't tell us. But you're totally right because that didn't really make sense to me either. Because the other part is, There's I would assemble it other... up with my partner. Why would I need to be with my partner? We could start at opposite ends and be searching, right? So I'd assume you You're have to stay together.
0: Totally right. I uh, I also would assemble it as I go. You know yes. what I mean? Like every time you get a piece, if if it's obvious that two pieces are connected, and some of them were kind of obvious. Like start stacking yeah, it. Yeah,
1: I think though um, it was so far away to actually be able to see what the design was. And I think that some of the pieces were similar enough that you wouldn't have been able to mm-hmm. do it without getting a good look at it, which I mean, Nani and Josh tried to do at first and that didn't work. But thinking with Nani and Josh for a sec, right? And this is a part where I wonder how much of the edit showed us the reality in terms of if those guys were all working together, shouldn't they all have been done a lot sooner? Like not the actual like solving of the puzzle. I just mean getting the 10 pieces. Cause if we get three teams together, or if we're smart, we get four teams together and we start at each corner and we just try to find each other's colors. Like, shouldn't we, be a lot faster than the other people like that part kind of made no sense to me i thought that having the alliance or working with the group would definitely help you find your pieces faster than the other people and especially if everyone's going against Devin and gabby they can't come close to the rest of you working together because you should be working together to get your pieces and to hide theirs so yeah, that's where you're totally right about, you know, Johnny Bananas, Wes, those guys would have had a better strategy for sure, I think, I, I totally agree with you there.
0: Yeah, we needed some galaxy brains on this one, like, I, I think they made it harder than it need- they being the contestants, the uh, cast members, made it harder than it needed to be, Devin and Gabby, though, did something really smart, which is just, like, should be standard practice in competitions like this, but no one else thought of it, was Devin memorized five of the pieces, Gabby memorized five of the pieces, and then they basically just did two puzzles separately, which is brilliant because not only do you have to memorize less, but you're not getting in each other's way, right? Like there's no squabbling over which piece goes where because you're doing your own thing and then like it's obvious because it had sort of a dome. It was pretty phallic, if we're being honest, they could, like, you know which half is the top, which half is the bottom. You put the bottom on the pole, you put the top on, and yeah. you're done. Like, Bob's your uncle. It's no, I,
1: I totally hear you, and I agree with that. I think, to the funny part for me was Josh and Nani got their puzzle pieces first, and I legitimately wrote down, but they both suck at puzzles, so I know they won't win. <laughs> I mean, I just... And then when their strategy was Nani trying to see if she could see what the puzzle was from a distance instead of just taking the I don't know 30 seconds to go over and actually make sure you can see what the puzzle says instead of doing it way later on after everyone else just caught up it's just
0: I will I will say something for this competition because that moment you just described gave me valuable insight into Josh, as a human being. So, I've noticed, and maybe you've noticed, we haven't really talked about this, but Josh tends to, like, really squint. Like, he has this really weird face he makes, because he's clearly a mouth breather, and he has, like, the sort of slack-jawed look, but he really squints hard. And in this competition, Nani, he says, Nani says that she can see the, like, complete the answer key to the totem he says but I can't see that far and it made me realize my guy isn't squinting because he's mean mugging all the time it's because he can't see he needs glasses Josh needs glasses that's the news right like that's why he's always making weird faces when he's like up on the uh in the crater when he's up on with like everyone like looking down he's always like looking real hard at people it's not because he's trying to look tough it's because he can't see shit get some contact lenses brother well played. like come on well played well played
1: i think <laughs> for me it, it was <laughs> funny to see how it all played out because obviously everyone caught up as predicted right everyone caught up but yeah. then ct and big t were right there ready to win and
0: yeah they completed it first but got yeah, it wrong just
1: made one little mistake and as they were adjusting it gave uh, gabby and devin the chance to catch up and win and i thought that was super interesting because i wonder how that flips things if it's ct and big t going in like that flips things as well so i would have been interested to see how that plays out but with gabby and devin winning no matter what they chose i knew it was going to be some level of fuckery because i knew that she didn't really want to go in and i knew that she wasn't going to be able to convince devin to put themselves in and this was a weird one because i understood both of their arguments you know what i'm saying i understand and and you know there's a bunch of conversations going back and forth, right? There's a bunch of conversations going back and forth, but really the crux of it all is Devin and Gabby trying to figure out what they want to do because Gabby, or I guess we can go through it and then get to it when they actually make the decision. But
0: you know what I'm saying, like? Well, I mean, we can we can skip big parts. There's just a couple things I have to point out. The first is that Fessy and Josh and Leroy's present but it's really a conversation between Fessy and Josh where Josh of course is like that's it I'm going in I'm going in and Fessy's like nah you're not going in I'm not going in there's no way and then Fessy says the Big Brother Alliance has all the power which is literally untrue like by definition Devin and Gabby have some power right and then Devin is feeling himself He says in confessional I love chaos, big chaos guy He says he's going to make everyone Vote the way he wants It's really gone to his head Everyone knows I'm a big Devin fan I thought what he was saying and doing Was funny, but it was also Fucking up his horrible game gameplay. Uh, Horrible gameplay And You know, they're, he's not just Drunk on power, everyone's literally Drunk because they go to the liquor dome and, you know, he and Josh almost get into another argument, but Devin ends up, I guess, leaving and going well, Big to bed. T but stops things it. get heated. Yeah, Big T. Shout out to Big T. Uh, Gabby gets really heated with Devin saying that she wants to go in. She believes it's a woman's elimination, but he won't listen. It's the Devin show. Um, one thing I have to point out, though, just because, like, the lack of. As I said, I'm at the point in the season where everyone's annoying me. The next day, Devin's chatting. Oh, no, sorry. This is when they're still drunk. Devin's chatting with Kyle and Cam about his plans, about how he's going to run the house, all this. And in confessional, Cam says that when Devin is in control, he's got revenge on his mind. But if she were in charge, she would use the power to smooth things over. See, yeah. Sheldon, you're okay. nodding. Queen Cam.
1: I was gonna say, Cam, Cam and Leroy.
0: Cam is also motivated by vengeance. Cam was is still mad at CT for picking. Cam got Teresa Ashley out of over the house her too.
1: But here, like, the thing.
0: I, like I agree with Cam, but she is a hypocrite. Is all I'm Which trying to Which is
1: fair. Which is fair. Totally true. Right? Like Cam's sole purpose was to get Teresa out because Teresa tried to blindside her when really Teresa just helped her get a skull. Right. So you are totally correct. Here's what I'll say about Cam and Leroy at this point and how I think they're playing well. I think the reason why Fessy thinks they have the power is they think that Cam and Leroy are on their side, which they are kind of. They are if it's convenient. For now. And I think that's kind of the beauty of what Cam and Leroy have done this season is they haven't had to really choose a side. When in reality... If you look at how the house breaks down and who the strongest people are, even though Leroy is paired with Casey, which was a smart move to have. Because if you think about it, right, Leroy being paired with Casey and then Cam being paired with Kyle, that's basically covering off three sides of the house. So that gameplay right there has made them not have a target on their back. There's always been someone for the most part who has a bigger target on their back. They went in and got their skulls already. and now they're sort of just sitting back and picking off Teresa was picking off a strong player that Cam wouldn't have to go against in the elimination. And if you think about it from the guy's perspective, on the guy's side, nobody's gonna try to take a skull from Leroy at this point, and they're keeping out CT. They're keeping out Nam. Like Cam and Leroy are in a pretty good spot right now when I look at how this game's played. But to your point, you are correct. She is a hypocrite for saying that about Devin. But I wanna point out something here too, because Devin and Gabby, right? Gabby is fired up. She's coming at Devin hard. And I appreciate it too. Calling him out, calling him on his bullshit that like he's just running the Devin show. And again, I can understand both of their arguments. Gabby should want to go down. Of course she should want to go down and get her skull because there's only two skulls left. So she should have a say in what's going on. But on the flip side, if the roles were reversed, obviously Devin doesn't want to go in. Why would you want to risk having to go in and take part in another elimination when you don't have to? So obviously I get the arguments from both sides. My issue here though, is Devin's argument the way that he was going about his argument was just way wrong. So I was on team Gabby in this argument, just because the way that Devin was going about it, he wasn't even citing gameplay. If he just cited the gameplay of, you know, that's a lot to ask of me to risk having to go in again, just because of a, maybe you could get your skull.
0: Yeah. Well, one thing that they failed to do, both of them failed to do, was that they just what they should have just done was come up with solutions given any possible scenario. Like, okay, we get to the crater and it looks like it's going to be a women's elimination. Okay, we'll go down so Gabby can get her skull. Looks like a men's elimination. Who are we putting in? That's all you do, right? Like you just you just have two game plans a unified front. And also we're at the point in the season. And like, I was thinking this, I promise you, I was thinking this before it happened. I said to myself, it's obvious when it's going to be a women's elimination or men's elimination. If it's a competition we've seen before this season, then it's just the opposite gender of what did it previously. Like the very first elimination we saw this season was that like hanging from the pole that was Ashley yeah. versus uh Natalie. Why Natalie am I blanking? Natalie thank you and then when they saw it again it was immense it was Jay versus Leroy so you just know okay if we if it's something we've seen before well then it's the opposite gender of what we did previously that's how you know for sure
1: but if we it's like rocket science s- like, i mean we don't really the deliberation was just weird but let's let's be honest right gabby didn't really want to go in because it was hall brawl anyway so i think that was a bigger deal as opposed to you know going in if it's hall brawl if it's a men's elimination or not or women's elimination or not either way she just didn't want to go in and i think that was more so the decision as opposed to waiting to see what it was and would she feel confident in whatever the challenge was No matter what it was, she just didn't want to go in at all. And then as we found out, when it was Hall Brawl, she definitely did not want that. So I kind of understand it. Their biggest issue was we saw that they have no control. Like, Devin thought he was in control of everything when really he was in control of nothing because they didn't even come close to getting the houseboat to go the way that they wanted it to go. And it ends up being Amber M and Corey being the hell's vote and the deliberation was weird. You know, Amber M and Corey were just talking about how they want to go in. And Amber M was all confident that she's ready to go in and she's ready to get her skull, which is all very weird. And I thought it was strange, but the biggest takeaway was just that, that Devin and Gabby had no real say in what was going on. So they were in control, but not really. And that might've been the first time we've seen that this season.
0: Yeah, I've never understood why people are like, oh, well, so-and-so's in control, so we have to give them what they want. Because yeah. that's not, not really all. how it works. They don't. The double agents don't have the power to compel you to do anything. There's a lot of other choices that people could have put in uh, instead of Corey and Amber M. I understand why people chose Corey and Amber M. Not only did they ask for it, but Amber M I don't think has a ton of friends. Certainly she and the big brother Alliance are at odds. I bet Corey behind the scenes said to a couple of people like, Hey man, I don't want Ambram to be my partner yeah. anymore. Like do me a solid. And there's a lot of people that I think would yeah. agree to do that. Cause Corey's got an excellent social game.
1: Also. I think, and, I think it's, just I mean the safe, alternative, right? Like you're not really picking a side. Yeah. So it was an easy pick to pick those two.
0: Well, and you can't put in... If you vote in Lolo and Nam and they asked everyone to put them in so they could split up their partnership, the problem with that is then it puts Devin and Gabby in a position where they can basically hammer anyone with the prospect of going against an Olympian and the exactly. Beastmaster right so so then like josh and nani are going in for
1: sure Lolo knew that was never gonna happen right that's why she even tried to fake cry so i mean that was all weird um josh gave a weird ass speech talking about how many friends he has in the house and he knows nobody's gonna vote for him because he has so many friends in the house and he trusts them and it's like that's not why you're not getting voted in and here's the part i didn't understand either right so let's let's skip ahead a bit to the actual the crater Right. So when it's announced that, sure. like, is there anything else you wanted to, to jump in there with or no?
0: No, no. So Go ahead.
1: Um, when we, when we get to the crater and obviously it's Corey and Amber M that get put in. Right. So Josh and Nani are super mad because they're assuming that they're going to get put in and they're talking hella spicy. And I don't understand why. Because we just saw in the deliberation, you were saying, oh, nobody wants to put me in and that's good and blah, blah, blah. Oh, but now your energy changes because you see that it's Amber M that's probably going in. And now you want to talk spicy about, oh, why didn't you put us in? I thought in the deliberation, Josh sat there and said, oh, but wait a second. Don't put me in. I have too many friends to vote me in. Oh, you sounded hella confident then that you didn't want to go in, but after you saw that it could be someone easy for your partner, which again, I understand is the game, right? Like you want to go in against some people and you don't want to go in against others. Cool. But not when we've seen people like Casey or even Lolo or even, you know, uh, Leroy, like whoever it is, that just said, I'm, I'm going in against whoever, Right. So, to see Josh like that, Josh and Nani like that, that was annoying to me. That was super lame. I was just like, get out of here. Like, I can't take you guys seriously. That was my opinion. I don't know. Um,
0: As I said earlier, the Big Brother Alliance, they don't actually want to win. They all want different things. What Josh wants is to be the most popular. That Seriously, thats that's Josh's main motivation. He wants to be the cool kid at school yeah and so that's why he's always so fixated on either oh i have too many friends in this house no one's gonna vote me in because like he's not worried about being voted in he's worried about having yeah. friends and he doesn't like Devin because Devin bullies him and so this is why he has and i mean he feels the same way about west too right like he's He's mad at them because they won't be his friend. That's (laughs) honestly, that's what it boils down to.
1: You're totally right.
0: And Nani, he and Nani are very similar in that they both get themselves so worked up. And then if things don't go their way, they have a hard time changing gears or like going in a different direction. And Nani says for the first time ever, she was hyped up to go into an elimination and then it didn't happen and like neither of them know what to do with that energy that they build up when they like psych themselves up for something well, here's like the this.
1: Thing. No, sorry, I ha- go on, go on.
0: Well, I was gonna ask you. Obviously the best choice for Gabby would have been to put herself in. Yeah. Right? What would have been the second best choice? Because I don't think putting in Amber B was the second best choice.
1: Well, the problem is, right, here. here's a problem. I think she thought that her friend, Amber M, what would be her best chance of winning, right? And if you look at the other options, you're not going to put her in against Big T. So it would be putting her in against the other Amber. So I do think that was probably her best option.
0: I think the better choice is to put in Big T. And I'll tell you why. They probably
1: would have gotten mad because they're friends, no?
0: But remember, Devin had promised CT, if I win, I will put you in. So Devin can say, like, listen, man, there's, frankly, there's only one other person in the house that Big T could beat in Hall Brawl, and that's Amber M. CT against Corey in Hall Brawl? CT, come on. Like, this is your event. And that way you can say, at least you can save face and say to CT, CT, I did the best I could with the opportunity I was given. And also, if regardless of who wins, either Big T or Amber M, Gabby can take them at a later time.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Like, if you're really
0: set on not going in.
1: And, you know, the point of Gabby not going in, I know she's going to get crushed, and she was crushing herself for not going in. Right? Like totally understand As,
0: that. And, I totally
1: do. But yeah. the one reason why I was okay with it was because she knows that she didn't want the smoke. If you listen to this podcast, one thing we say about Hall Brawl is you either want the contact or you don't. It's that simple. That's all it comes down to, Hall Brawl. And so if you know that you're not about that life, don't go in. It. And you have the choice, don't go in. That to me is a smart move. Mm -hmm. If you know that you would have went into that and looked like Amber M because you don't, you've never hit anybody or like contact, like run into somebody like that, which isn't something that everybody has ever done in your life. Like, unless you've played tackle football, which not everybody has done where you played rugby, which not everybody has done. Like that's not a normal thing to run full speed into another human being. So if you're Gabby and you're like, I don't really want to go in hall brawl. I don't feel comfortable with that. Even though it might be one of your last chances to go in. I understand why she didn't go in and I'm not going to crush her for not wanting to go into hall brawl. Right? Like I I get it. I understand it.
0: Um, It's funny. I'll, I'll give a play by play on my notes. I have, Although Amber B is much taller, I don't think it's a slam dunk, she'll win. And then I'm like, apparently this was Gabby's idea. Yeah. I was like, oh wait, Amber B played rugby? She's gonna oh, win. Forgot about that. And then they ha and then they had the uh 'cause like they had the pre-game confessionals. And then Amber M is just like, well, you know, like I guess I'll try my best. I'm like, oh I don't like this energy at all. Like this is gonna this is not gonna be good. Uh, my line of the episode Amber, hold on
1: Amber goes to Amber nom. I think the edit oh, oh sorry I thought you were getting right to the end there and I just wanted to say something about how bad it was no works. no but go ahead go ahead
0: oh, well I was just gonna say my my line of the episode is Nam saying I'm rooting for Amber that was well <laughs> which made me that that made me laugh and I'm as someone who has to recap the show weekly I'm glad that we're down to one Amber
1: yeah which is fair and you know Amber M, you could tell she had no idea what she was doing, right? Like, and I think the edit probably saved face for how bad it actually was, right? Like they didn't make her look as bad as she actually did. And she still looked bad, but I bet you it was a whole lot worse. And I'd forgotten that big brother Amber played rugby, totally forgot that, didn't know that, totally like disregarded that. So I had no idea what was gonna happen But it became apparent very quickly exactly what was going to happen. And, you know, if you're Gabby watching that, that makes the move even worse because as Devin stated, this was her idea. So then how does this make Mm -hmm. sense? If you know that Amber plays rugby or played rugby and you're putting her in against your own friend, then she's not the person that, She's not the second strongest person or sorry. She's not the best person for your friend to go into an elimination against.
0: Right. And also like Gabby, I know you've got the hard eyes for Fessy, but the lines have been drawn. The big brother Alliance does not like your partner Mm -hmm. at all. You just gave one of them a gold skull, like on a silver platter.
1: So maybe that's what. That's maybe what that again. Was
0: that's what I like that's
1: the only thing that makes sense. Maybe the only thing that makes sense. But, maybe the Big Brother alliance, because of Fessy and because of Amber, who she just gave a, a thing to. She can try to smooth it over and be like, "Hey, I gave you guys this. Fessy, we know what role Fessy's gonna play in trying to save her too, right?" Bessie's he's going to be like oh i need a partner and i want her to be my partner instead of anissa going into the final like we already know how that cookie's going to crumble so
0: we mm-hmm. can see
1: it how it's going to play out but again should gabby have gone in yes but i understand why she didn't because if you don't want that smoke you're going to get hurt because the other like serious part that they tell you whenever you start playing football or you start playing whatever contact sport they tell you, if you're not doing that at full speed, that's how you get hurt. Like if you're afraid to get hit yeah. or you're afraid like you stop before someone's about to hit you, like that's how you get hurt. And so, yeah, it wouldn't have been a good look for her to go in if she's not down with the contact. So I get it. I totally get it.
0: I have to say, as a viewer, I was really disappointed. Yeah. This was the second week in a row where we had a really, like, embarrassingly bad elimination. Agreed. Agreed. I I like how CT put it. I don't think this is what the challenge gods had in mind when they created Hall Brawl. Like, it was bad TV. Agreed.
1: Agreed. There's no other way to, to slice it up. That was horrible. That was actually horrible, horrible, horrible. The other thing is, right, The best idea might have been what Devin said when he was trying to convince her of what to do and saying, well, maybe we put Anissa in. Because that way, that might have gotten Gabby to be partners with Fessy. If Anissa loses, Fessy needs a partner. Yeah. But anyways.
0: I I, I feel like there is a lot of better choices out there. I, I did like Devin's energy when they were... Deliberating between the two of them, who to put in, and he's like, "Let's get crazy! Like, let's put in, yeah, let's put in Cam going, and Kyle." He was going like, too go.
1: far. Like he was going all over the place, and
0: like he was, you know. But I don't think you know. In chess, it's sort of like a a common mistake where you have two potential, like, lines of moves that you could make. So you'd be like, okay, I could move this piece or I could move that piece. And someone will like explore like 10 moves deep. What'll happen if they move this piece? And they're like, oh, I don't like that outcome. So they'll just move the other piece. That does That's not proper ana- analysis. And I feel like Gabby and Devin didn't really think this through.
1: No, I got you. I got you.
0: Uh, what was your line of the episode though? Oh, I have to find it.
1: I had it highlighted in my notes. Um, my line of the episode was quote, the agent. So this was about the vote of who you're going to vote the house vote and who you're going to send in for the house vote. Okay. Quote, the agents I vote to compromise are Lolo and Nam because I hate this team said by Lolo Jones. (laughs) Again, Lolo says, quote, the agents I vote to compromise are Lolo and Nam because I hate this team. Close quote, as she votes for her own team. <laughs> that is my line of the episode to show just the level of dysfunction amongst Lolo Jones and her partner Nom.
0: Um, and who was your MVP? Who killed it for you this week?
1: See, this was a weird. This one, this one is weird because if you look at how the challenge actually played out, right? Devin and Gabby win but they don't actually do anything to help either of them, right? Devin just puts a way bigger target on his back and Gabby doesn't get herself a skull. In fact, she gets her friend eliminated and gets her frenemy a skull. So they didn't really play the game that well. So, I mean, if I'm looking at it, do I give it to Amber then? or I might say the LVP of the episode. I might go with an LVP of this episode and say that it is Devin. The power went to Devin's head. He is the LVP of this episode because again, something that we didn't do this week, but my guy was doing too much. And there is no need for all of the extracurriculars Devin was on and realizing that it's cool that you won the challenge, bro. But always know the power comes with the numbers in that house. And if you don't have the numbers in that house, you don't really have the power, bro. And he didn't do quick maths this week to realize that he did not have the power. Devin, pains me to say it, my dude, but you were right. You're shooting 0%. You are the LVP this week.
0: I'm also naming an LVP, but I'm going with Lolo. Okay who is just embarrassing herself, like on a daily basis. I don't know if she ever plans on coming back on the challenge, but I am shocked and yet not surprised at her absolute lack of mental toughness. I mean, no one understands what she's talking about. She is perpetually angry at Nam who everyone in the house, everyone else in the house likes. Like, there's no one that's saying anything bad about Nam. He seems like a really great partner in that, like, there's other partners, like guys that just shout at their female partners that are misogynists, that are assholes, that are getting in trouble, right? Like, look at this episode. Would you rather have Nam as an episode, as your partner or Devin, like I love Devin, but Nam's not getting you into trouble no, like you're Devin. totally right so Lolo, who on paper as an Olympian should have huge advantages, she is just crumbling under pressure that is all coming from within.
1: It's not a good look at all
0: like it, it's not a good look, and like reading the tea leaves of the like on the next episode of it looks like she's gonna quit I mean again who's to say but it looks like she's quitting the next episode like yeah come on Lolo like this is you pathetic you know she's not
1: gonna do it quietly and she's gonna make it all about everyone's afraid of her not even letting her play the game and blah blah, blah. and it's like yeah whatever leave then cool
0: and low key like one of the things that i don't know has come across is she's one of the older people in the house right like she's in her early 30s most of them are in their 20s obviously Durrell and ct and wes uh, are not smashly is in her early 30s but like most of them are, are mid to late 20s right so she should in theory be more mature than these people but she's not at all no i agree so lolo for me you're the LVP. Fair. Where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you
1: can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander, on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander, on Twitch, on Blast Podcast, and also the YouTube, Sheldon Alexander. Like and subscribe in all those places. Find all the content that we're dishing out. Obviously, we still got a lot of basketball stuff out here. And you know what's interesting? Um, and I didn't mention this earlier, and I really should have. But the funny way that things connect, because I've had people who are challenge fans who listen to the podcast because of the challenge, but then they're also fans of basketball. So when the Raptors have played, so earlier on, and I should have looked up the name to give her a proper shout out, but the Raptors played the Kings and one of our it up or one of our challenge fans was a Kings fan as well. They live from Sacramento. And so messaged me to like right after the Raptors played the Kings, because we were going back and forth. And I said, I had a uh, Kings rookie Tyrese Halliburton on my fantasy team. So we were talking about that. And I was just like, I love how the internet works. Sometimes like the internet for good, right? Like we know all the negative sides of the internet. We get it. And I understand it. Uh, Jessica shouts to Jessica. But do you know what I'm saying? Like we know the negative side of the internet and all that, but I find that really cool that someone who, you know, comes to us because of we both love the challenge and we talk about the challenge, but then because of basketball in a completely random, like Raptors, Sacramento Kings game, you know what I mean? Like that's a, that's a corner of the internet right there. (laughs) That's only going to attach a few people. Kings basketball, Raptors basketball, the challenge that is the internet in a nutshell. And I love it. I love it.
0: It, That's pretty great. That's pretty cool. Um, You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at J Chidley Hill. Uh, I continue to write about things having to do with COVID-19 in Ontario. So if that's not your jam, I totally understand Mm -hmm. I will not be offended if you need a break from that, but also, you know, sometimes I treat about like fifteen-year-old uh, action movies. So <laughs> I was like, I was like, you never you know going what you're gonna get. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's a fair question. Fifteen-year-old action there movies, not fifteen-year-old anything or maybe else. Fifteen-year-old rap. That too.
1: Came out- 25 years ago, like you should watch the original Bad Boys to bring this all full circle instead of Bad Boys 2. Well, Bad Boys 1 will always be well, a classic.
0: You know what I watched last night, Friday, yeah. which I also had never watched. Oh. I'm really hey, crossing some stuff off my list.
1: We got the time these days. I realized everyone was talking okay. about it because of uh shooter McGavin on Twitter or whatever. I'm like, I've never seen Happy Gilmore. And everyone's like, What? You've never seen Happy Gilmore? Not really a golf guy, and Adam Sandler, nah. But I get it. No, I understand. Yes, it's one of those movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But yeah,
0: it's it's also like a big thing in my life because friend of the podcast, Adam Jameson, my best friend, he looks like Shooter McGavin, so we sometimes call him Shooter. Okay. So. Okay. We were we were tripping them all day during the 25th anniversary of Happy Gilmore. Shoota, fair enough. So and maybe so maybe I'll watch. that. So it's topical. Weekend.
1: Maybe I'll watch it this weekend and report back.
0: You should. If you do, let me know. Our, I will watch it at the same time. We can do a watch along. Our together.
1: movie list this week: Obsessed, Bad Boys One and Two, Happy Gilmore, and of course the Challenge.
0: Uh, and, and friday. friday don't forget I'm, friday sorry sorry christine friday was friday was excellent i feel bad that we spoke so much about bad boys too when i could have been talking about friday which i loved every second of and i wasn't even high like,
1: people never so. understood because i remember i would say at work like a long time ago like i would say oh he deboed him like talking about a, a guy like dunked <laughs> on someone or like bullied him to the basket. Yeah. Like, Oh, he debowed him. And someone's like, I remember at work one time, someone's like, did you just say de Like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, like you don't. And then they thought about it. It's like, Oh, I like that. That actually makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, it works. works. <laughs> Until next week, this was, you killed it. We went from super short to super long. You killed it.